On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we are talking about the NBA Finals Game 3. Tate, we officially have a series. Mm. That's how (laughs) the series is official. Well, nope. Wait, let me check that. Mm. Uh, The road team has not won yet, so we actually don't have a series until the road team wins a game. And so far, uh, we're three games in, and the home team has won every time. Mm. It's chalk. It's chalk so far. So it's chalk so far. So mm-hmm. we, I guess we don't have a series, but we do have the the Lakers are up two to one. The Heat won, and kind of a shocking. Would we say shocking, surprising, not mm. surprising? I don't know. Inspiring fashion for the Heat. Yeah. Uninspiring fashion for the Lakers. Yeah, we're gonna uh, talk about this. Was this just a uh, a blip or a bomb? We'll say, and to put it in Coach K terms, was this mm. the, the Lakers have taken every series to five games? Are the Lakers still inevitable? Are the Lakers just bored? Or are the Heat good? Uh, does anybody care also? That's that's another thing. <laughs> that's emerging from these NBA finals is nobody's watching. Mm, <laughs> Nobody mm, cares. So. Mm. But we're going to talk about it nonetheless. Also, we have to talk about the National Football League. Uh, we, we do work for Fox Sports. And if Fox is anything, Fox is football. And yep. uh, you and I you and I just sit on the couch and watch football at all times uh, <laughs> during during this pandemic. This I watched the, the Jets-Broncos game on Thursday night. Yeah, and that's I, how bad And dare I say it was one of my favorite games of the week, but but I digress. We'll so the last that. time we talked football on this podcast, we kind of just spur the moment, tried to flesh out who was America's team because mm-hmm. Lord knows it's not the Cowboys. The Cowboys mm-hmm. are an active god away from being 0-4. Mm-hmm. So we figured, what the hell? Today we should figure it out. Like we're we're a quarter of the way into the NFL season. Let's flesh out who we believe is actually America's team. So we're gonna do that at the tail end. Uh, let our hair down at the end of the show and, <laughs> and have some fun with that. Also, Tate, you just have a lot of football thoughts. You you love you're just a football guy through and through. Mm. I love that about you. Mm. Mm. Well, I watch all the games and I'm so yeah. preconditioned to do all the research and tweet anyway that it's almost like trying to stop myself because I get in the deluge on Twitter of the football people. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you're smart enough and you're wise enough. I said this when I started at the Ringer. Like I looked at you and Rimbert and Wesley Morris and all these guys that were like three or four, like two classes or three classes ahead of me in Twitter classes, I would say. And you guys are all smart. You kind of like picked your lane. You're like, I jump yeah, in on this delayed. moment yeah. and I talk about this thing and then I get out. And me, yeah. I'm a generalist, you know? So I'm like, I, I'll talk about anything. <laughs> you know, I, I'm down to I'm down to jump in the waters and then you just get people coming at you and it's, uh, it's, it's I'm learning. I'm learning, Mark Titus. But like you said, I, I'm half a football guy. Well, uh, we will break it all down. But first, <laughs> Woody Durham. All right, Tay, before we get started, uh, huge question that I need answered uh, because I, I was just thinking about this the other day and it dawned on me that I do not have an answer to it. What the hell's going on with rap music? <laughs> I, uh, In what I, sense? That's, it's that's just more like, my... like I, it dawned on me that the lack of going to arenas to watch games, that's mm. how I ingest my rap music. That's how I come along or, or, or going out to bars even. I, mm. I, my... <laughs> I'm not anti-rap. I'm anti-seek out rap. You're so a hi- just, you're you're a hip hop generalist, right? You, I'm a generalist. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So All I right. just live my life, and then uh, eventually I'll be at a bar and I'll hear mm-hmm. some song come on that I've heard like 400 times and I kind of know the words, and then I'll turn to you or Kyle, basically, mm-hmm. like what what song is this? And you're like, yeah, this is this is Drake. This is God's plan. <laughs> I'm like, this shit's kind of nice. Sa- same guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then I realized in the last seven months I haven't done any of that, and I am I'm very much out of the rap game. So like, I need I need an update. Is there an update? Do you have an update for me or no? Yeah, the the update is basically uh, Savage Mode Two, which uh, for the people back home, <laughs> I regret asking. <laughs> yeah. We're already you've, you've already lost me. <laughs> 
Well, let's tie it back. This is a college basketball podcast okay. again. We're trying to gear back up to college basketball season. So here's how I'll tie Savage Mode 2 to college basketball. If you're a fan of Marshall Henderson, who played at the Old Miss, you remember a game, one game, that a man came to that game, the greatest narrator, the man that is God and Bruce Almighty, Morgan Freeman, an Old Miss basketball fan, Old Miss sports fan, more of a football fan, I would say. But he is the narrator of the album Savage Mode 2. And he is uh, basically the one that takes you on the journey of 21 Savage and Metro Boomin. And if you don't know Metro Boomin by me saying Metro Boomin, it's the ad lib Metro Boomin wants some more, uh, which he is getting more and more uh, in Savage mode. Again, this is Savage mode two, 21 Savage's second album. And uh, it, is, it, is a, it is a joy. It's a real joy, Mark Titus, uh, for, for the guys out there that just want to say, you know, talk their shit and, you know, basically Kyle Kuzma's of the world. This is a good moment for them to say that they are, quote unquote, in savage mode. I saw Lonzo Balls in savage mode dancing mm-hmm. on Instagram. That is the update and rapper. All right. 21 Savage, Metro Boomin, Morgan Freeman, savage mode. Did you get all that, Dad? Um, my, I, my, my dad actually wanted me to ask you for him. He, you know, so I just want to make sure my dad's listening. He's going to... Yes, yes. Can Sav- out. Two words, <laughs> savage mode, two, and you got it. <laughs> all right. Well, that's good. I, I'm just worried that, that uh, fans are going to be allowed back places, or even if they're not, like you and I are going to cover games as media, and we're going to sneak into these arenas, and they're going to start playing songs. No, you're, you're going to be watching... I'm going to be the- out of the loop. I'm going to be very much out of the loop. No, you're going to be in Asheville with me, and we're going to hear... Running, running, running. What is this? I'm like savage mode too. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. It's it's a lot of basketball savage music on that too. album. So all right. it's all right. it's all, all right. coming. It's all coming. All right. Don't I just worry. want to make sure I'm not uh too far, but all right, I'll I'll have to look up savage. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a hot start. Let's talk about the NBA finals. Uh okay. the Heat are back in it. It's two to one. Jimmy Butler with one of the great NBA finals performances of this year, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> One of the great performances of game three of 2020. Uh, a 40-point triple-double. He comes out of the gate uh, from the tip. Jimmy Butler is very aggressive. The Heat are very aggressive. This is something mm. that I noticed. I didn't think they were going to win. I, at no point did I think early on, even as they took a lead, I was like, oh, cool, the Heat might win this. But it was noticeable to me, Tate, that they had they took a completely different approach, uh, especially Duncan. Um, I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler ended up having the, the great game, and that mm-hmm. was in large part because he was aggressive, and a lot of times Jimmy Butler picks his spots and trying to figure it out and whatever. And he, was, he wasn't that way in game three. He's like, I got to carry the load, so I'm going to mm-hmm. be, be aggressive out of the gate. But uh, Duncan in particular was, was shooting early, and he was shooting often, and he was yeah. getting his shots up. It became, like, even as he was missing, he still had the green light, <laughs> and, I, and, and it took me a while. I'm ashamed to admit it. It took me like until the second quarter for it to dawn on me. I was like, oh, they just want him shooting. They don't care yes. if it goes in. Because mm-hmm. the, the, the first two games, he was picking his spots. And it got to a point where it's like, I'm sure Spolster set him down. It's like, Duncan, you're just out here doing cardio. We need mm-hmm. you to like be an active. You need to be a threat. Mm-hmm. And even if you miss, the fact that you're shooting puts pressure, puts pressure on, on them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So just in general, the Heat from the gate uh, were very, very aggressive. They were like, we might go down, but we're not going to go down without a fight. So let's let's try to win this thing, and then uh, lo and behold, they won. So yeah. there you go. And th- that's a great final. Yeah, that's, that's like that's <laughs> final a great recap. final. Yeah, there you go. And that's like the game story that everyone needs in America because it does seem like coming out of this game, 
we have to deal with the narrative gameplay, which is Jimmy Butler saying to you know LeBron, "You're in trouble." After LeBron mm-hmm. had said to him at the end of the first quarter, "You're in trouble," you know Jimmy says, "You know, bro." Can I just you- say, like, this is the problem. I, I don't mean to cut you off. I, 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 but at the same time, this is the problem with the NBA. This is the problem the NBA has mm. is that, as you said, the narrative coming out of this game is like, who is the bigger coward, or who? Mm. What's the worst look? Is it Jimmy Butler talking shit? Is it Tyler Hero snarl? Mm. Is it LeBron walking off the court? Mm-hmm. And this becomes a discussion. And no one is like, uh, how much zone should the Heat play in game four? Because they kind of mm-hmm. went away from it, but kind of didn't at the same time. Have they found the mix? Like, what, what was Anthony Davis's problem in game three? That is not the discussion. The discussion is all the off-court shit. Like, I mean, it was on-court technically, but you know what I'm saying. Like, the drama. This is the NBA's problem in a nutshell, and I just wanted to point that out because, like, I don't understand. Like this is they, they can't get out of their own way. NBA media mm-hmm. can't get out of their own way. Like talk about the goddamn game. Will mm-hmm. anybody talk about the goddamn game? Oh, anyway. All, all I saw after the game was we we saw with Jamal Murray there was a, a trio that he was put in and it was Jerry Jordan Jamal. After this game, Jimmy got in his own trio, which was <laughs> Jerry James Jimmy, which is like their own trio of like I've never seen this happen before. He was compared to Charles Barkley in 1993 when he went out of his mind, had a 40 point trip, triple double, shot 70 some percent from the field, and beat the Bulls in that one game. That was what a lot of people kind of beckoned to in this game, which I think yeah. is more of a fair assessment as opposed to like the Heat have flipped the series. It was a an absolute, you know, singular dominant performance for Jimmy Butler. Who knows what that looks like and the ripple effect. But talking about basketball, here's what I think they did. I think that they had Andre Iguodala, who was in their locker room, and he basically said, I know how to guard Anthony Davis based on how Draymond guarded Anthony Davis, which is like, I'm going to crowd this guy. And mm-hmm. Anthony Davis looked like he had no space. And every time he catches the ball, if he can't face up and do a jab step, he's immediately lost. Mm-hmm. And if you can't do that jab, I think he's not Anthony Davis. I don't know what the jab does, yeah. <laughs> but he's got to do that jab. Yeah, so I, I just want to say, like, as a – you want to keep it basketball, let's cut out the narratives. <laughs> Anthony Davis needs that jab. So you go ahead and take that uh, for what it is. And then from as far as the green light that you mentioned <laughs> with Duncan and Hero, someone was talking about Clay and Steph don't even have this much of a green light. That's because they're trying to make it. You know, if that makes right. sense. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no. like they, they are there to make the shot when they take it. And, like, Duncan gets taken out of the game if he doesn't take the shot. Same with Tyler Hero. So, they are in – like, from a basketball standpoint, those are my two takeaways. Anthony Davis had no space. Andre Goodall and Jake Crowder did a good job. And, number two, Duncan and Hero have the greenest light of all time because they're not expected to make it. And then when they do make it, like, at the end, when Tyler Hero has the snarl and the layup and the and one and Duncan hits the ceiling three, like – yeah. They had missed so many shots before that you're just kind of like, eventually they have to make one of these. And that's the oh game plan God, for the Heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Duncan made me rethink uh, my make shot strategy. Maybe you don't have to make shots to win at this level. No, you have to shoot shots. You have to shoot shots. Yeah, yeah you just have to shoot. That's all it is. Uh, yeah, Anthony Davis has to do the jab step to get warmed up. Kyle Kuzma has to bite on pump fakes. That's, that's, like, that's, that's where you get your strength from. LeBron has to try to do a spin move and then get the chair pulled out from under him and travel. And they're like, they can't. I think that's what it is. It's like, that's how you, that's how they get their power. That's how they engage. Yeah. Exactly. That's how they go Super Saiyan. They're not really sure how to do it. They're like, how do I click in here? And AD's like, can I just get one jab? Just give me yeah. one jab. Game four, the Lakers warm up. It's just, it's just AD on the sideline, just jab stepping <laughs> over. Yeah. Like, AD, you feeling good? He's like, I'm feeling great. Give me the ball first play. 
<laughs> was just flying through the air as a coach is like raising his eyebrows and cruising. <laughs> Does it upset you that the uh, the Lakers made narrative, or at least I've seen like in the Lakers like uh, blogosphere, was that AD didn't get the handshake uh, in the first quarter, and then uh, Kyle Kuzma hits the three to cut it twenty six twenty three. He doesn't get a handshake from LeBron, and everyone's talking about LeBron. <laughs> and I'm like, poor I, LeBron. You can't give a you can't give a high five all the time, especially when you're losing to a team that you should be beating. It's so exhausting, man. Like the NBA, <laughs> tighten up. That's what I, I just, anybody that's yeah. NBA media listening to this, which is literally zero people because mm. that's. Because uh, we said, you yeah, you and I both, yeah, we said bad things sometimes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but if you are listening, tighten up. That's all mm. I got to say. Tighten it up. Mm. Like what the, like, why are we talking about handshakes? Why are, this is, it's, it's ridiculous. And, and listen, I don't, I don't want to do, we're, we're not a ratings podcast. We don't like talking about ratings. <laughs> But God damn it, Tate! Like mm. these NBA, the, the finals ratings are horrible. They they are like, and, and and I don't I don't know. It's 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 frustrating because nobody in the NBA media will discuss it. Like <laughs> it's just like I feel like I I fit into a certain criteria by even mentioning it on this show. Like I'm kind of like slowly veering off the the to if you catch my drift, I feel like mm. I'm being grouped in another group of people <laughs> on the internet that mm. point out the NBA ratings. Cause let's just say the people that love to point out the NBA ratings don't always have, aren't always doing it in good faith. We'll <laughs> and I don't mean to be lumped in with those people, but at the same time, the NBA has like 4 million people watching the finals, which for, for comparison, that's like when Duke and UNC aren't dumpster fires like they were last year. That's mm. like a Duke Carolina game. Yeah. Like a regular season Duke Carolina game is what, and and I get it. Coronavirus is going like. So nothing. so you're saying college basketball is back. So that's college basketball might be yeah. back. Is the NBA a niche sport? Because college basketball. Gets, <laughs> yeah. College basketball's back. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying like I I was watching I was watching game three and and the reason I wanted to bring up the ratings I guess is because I kind of feel it too is like I I am very engaged in the sense that I have it in my calendar. I have notifications on my calendar, like when the games are going to be played. I want to, I'm, I, I drop everything I'm doing to watch. And it's not just because we have to talk about it on the podcast. Like I genuinely want to watch every second of the finals because it's the NBA finals. But as I'm watching it, the, the pomp and circumstance, by, by having no pomp and circumstance, the magnitude of it all does feel a little off, mm -hmm. I'll say. And I, I'm just like not as plugged into it all as I typically am during the finals. And I was trying to like figure out why. And I don't, again, I don't mean to make this like a big, I don't want to sound like the guy that's saying NBA is too political or like, you know, the problem is the player empowerment. I'm not pointing out the problem. I don't want to say that. I'm just saying clearly there's something going on. Like people do not want to watch this right now. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy. And the fact that like nobody in the NBA media, like that, that's what's crazy to me is like, I, 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 I'll never get over that. It's so weird to me. Cause like, if this was happening in the NFL, if like you turn on if Monday night football tonight, there were 3 million people that watched it. The NFL media would be fucking relentless. They would be relentless. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They would never shut up. They yeah, would Kevin like, Clark is all over that. Yeah. Andrew Goodell, mm -hmm. this is a disaster. This is an unmitigated disaster. Mm -hmm. Throw it, you know, like, this. I feel like the same would happen with the with MLB. Like, they would, they would want to shoot Manfred into the sun and, like, <laughs> what the hell's going on, all this. And the NBA media, it's, like, the weirdest thing, man. And I know I, I sound like I'm a – I I don't know. I sound like I'm alt-right. The way I'm going down, <laughs> um, but I don't. I don't mean for it to be like a political thing. It's just like literally, like I, I, I didn't. I wasn't really that into it. And then I looked it up. A four million people watch it, and then it, it all makes sense. I mean, this is this is what the NBA is now. Is like people talk about all the off court shit, and like Jimmy Butler said this, and Tyler Hero said this, and I don't know. I, that's it. That's enough of my rant. Yeah, at the end of this game, the way to, to kind of bullet down to what you're talking about, I think, is at the end of this game, the NBA tweeted like a picture of Tyler Hero snarling. 
you know, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like the memification of the NBA. And I think to put it in terms of like, why is no one talking about the ratings? It's kind of like, why is no one talking about kids getting paid in college basketball and college sports in general? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like everyone's in on the same bag. So why, why yeah. go to, you know, hurt your own bottom th- line in their mind? There's a little bit of that. I feel like that plays into it. And also Adam Silver, the rhetorical God himself has created such good faith and good karmic response yeah. around him that everyone feels like taking a shot at the ratings takes a shot at him i know that the nba people that i know that work in digital with the nba their whole thing is we don't necessarily care about tv ratings because <laughs> yeah, we right. we are a <laughs> digital you know what i mean of course like this is their this is their That's, take on it right they, they, we are on how we have made a billion impressions in the nba finals yeah, they're, or whatever they're, whatever their other number is right so those metrics like to there them, are 100 million people watching on illegal streams so yes, don't worry that, 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 <laughs> that's pretty much their takeaway like and that's that i don't know how that works with advertisers when you're like don't worry guys it's being watched somewhere else but not on the thing that you paid for but uh youtube tv is happy because they're in the middle of the court so i'm sure that everyone sees that's that such no a where. that's such a duke way of going about it or let's say like a do kentucky way of going at like mm. we don't measure our success by national titles we want by impressions like, <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget that watching that documentary uh, that the espn did with the the zion team mm. that they're in the preseason and you get a look inside the duke locker room and they have that big board that has the social media follower account of every division one team or or whatever the top tier ones and duke's at the top and they had it like plastered as though like this is our goal for the hang year. the banner yeah, yeah hang the banner. we have the most instagram followers mm-hmm. you're like what the and then uh, yeah kentucky doing the same thing with like like the bubble like kentucky's already won the 2021 national title because they had such a great bubble mm-hmm. <laughs> the kentucky players had. you're like are we playing the same game are you guys trying to win the I, I, tournament I will, or are you trying I, to like win this media thing going on the the biggest turn of events in the nba finals as far as it relates to us is that kentucky i feel like is no longer a lone front runner in the college basketball team that is winning the nba finals i think it is officially marquette and i think mm-hmm. it's because Jimmy Butler, like the, the fallout of this game was, you know, the Heat had been down 2-0 before against the Mavericks in 2006, in case you haven't heard that story. Yep. And Jimmy Butler went to Marquette, in case you didn't know that. And Jimmy Butler took that team from down 2-0 and won four straight games, and they won the NBA Finals, and it haunted Dirk until he came back in 2011. And also, Jimmy Butler went to Marquette. And also, Dwayne Wade apparently went into mm-hmm. Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra's office, which I guess is the same office based on the story that they told. And he looked them dead in the eye and he said, that's your guy, Jimmy Butler, who went to Marquette, uh, mm-hmm. just like I did. And uh, I, I think that this is all – and then Doc Rivers goes to the Sixers and he's getting all this good faith and everyone's like, we love Doc. We might call him Glenn Rivers. Mm-hmm. This, this has become a Marquette time yeah. period. And uh, I think it was all leaning Kentucky. It was all Kentucky everything. And Marquette's coming out of nowhere. So I just That's, wanted to point that out. Tom Crean's cracking his fingers right now trying to figure out how he gets <laughs> He's like, I will retweet whatever you need me to retweet to get in this conversation. You just tell me, kids. Uh, I bring up the ratings thing, too, I think. To be fair, uh, I, I I have to call myself out. Like, I just get – I it's frustrating being told that college basketball is dying. And yeah. being told You're not mad. You're actually laughing. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually laughing. But, like, it's just like a constant barrage of, like, we have to fix college basketball. This is unwatchable. This sucks. No one wants to see this yada 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 and we just take it on the chin as college basketball guys mm. and then it's like buddy clean up your own house before you start throwing stones of mine i mean what the yeah. hell is going on here and it's just yeah I don't know. It, it, in the business they call that a projection right it's like yeah. I, I think yeah. we see that at the top every single day of our lives you know when, whenever you have something don't go in here you throw it out and also like when i do want to engage and i watch these games and i want to talk basketball and like be mm. into the, the actual basketball being played it's like it, it, no one watches the games to talk about the games they they yeah. watch worldwide the twitter. Bob, twitter yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the memes worldwide twa Rob and they get on Reddit and that's like, that's it. That's what being an NBA fan is. It's mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. tweeting memes at your favorite player yeah. and, and saying Kelly Olenek is trash, even though Kelly yeah. Olenek will just drop like 20 points. It was like really pivotal in a finals game. Yeah. He's still, he will never get yeah. over the fact that he's trash according to the memes. Yeah. K- Kelly that, Olenek's trash and Kyle yeah. Kuzma's trash and shouldn't get a ring if the Lakers win. And yeah. Like, <laughs> Poor, but yeah. That, there's another <laughs> update. As it relates to our program, another update message to the haters, which is a, a bit that we created last year at the Bally Invitational. Uh, Kyle Kuzma was asked that question. Did he have a message for the haters? Because his petition had been going around. And he gave the number one response that if you actually are affected by the haters, you don't give this response because the haters are only going to double down. Mm-hmm. And he said, I don't give a F. Uh, yep. And basically goes on this tirade about how he dyed his hair blonde. That shows how little of a, uh, an F he gives. And by Illuminati descriptions, if you get your hair blonde, that means that you do give an F. So that's like, all, you know, all the way off. So the message of the haters there, th- this is a lesson that we can say here. If you get asked the question, don't say you don't care, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe don't say address, you do. Step right. one is don't address the haters or, or pretend like they don't need to be like haters. Haters, yeah, like Bill Self did. He was like, I don't know if we necessarily have haters. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the way you do it. Like, and, that, and that is a smooth sidestep, just as Dude, simple as God that. God damn it. You just reminded me like what we were <laughs> building towards was you asking the national championship. Mm. Like that was the plan last year. Was we it's were happening this bottom. year. It's going to yeah. happen this year, but like yeah. – Oh, not only do we get the tournament taken away from us in the final four and figuring out who was going to be the champion, was it Dayton, was it Kansas, was it someone else, was mm-hmm. Gonzaga finally going to get there first? We missed out on Tate Frazier's year-long journey of asking coaches, do you have a message for the haters after they win? Culminating yeah. in Bill right Self. after national title is won. Bill Self being asked, do you have a message mm-hmm. for the haters after he wins the national title would have been just – unbelievable and meanwhile we have cover vo of snoop dog at the late night in kansas you know what i mean (laughs) so good would have been a Uh, moment anyway so uh let's uh, so game four uh is what tuesday night yeah so tonight if if you're listening to this it's gonna be tonight uh what i have another scoop from nba Uh, media inside the bubble the media there just like the lakers are very upset about jimmy winning this game because they all thought that they were going to go home, to go home. wednesday yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. i got a text said what the f i can't believe jimmy <laughs> beller ruined my trip home so there's your there's a Tighten scoop up. from That's media all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, be yeah. better it yeah. media like i uh, I, I would do the same to myself. I would tell myself to tighten up. I, yeah. I sometimes, I'm a Wait. little bitch. When March Madness rolls around, sometimes I behave like a little bitch and I complain about stuff and I... And guess oh, what? We Guess what? We tighten up. We tighten, we tighten up. up. <laughs> <laughs> we tighten it up, dude. That's what we do. That's what you got to do. So I'm calling on NBA media to tighten up. Also, I'm not afraid to say college basketball is dog shit. Every January yeah. I do it. Someone called mm. us out on that because it's true. Like every time mm. January rolls around, right as soon as Ohio State starts their losing streak... Mm. <laughs> We do a podcast like usually around like January fifteenth, fourteenth. Yeah. Kentucky loses at yeah, Georgia yeah. or at Tennessee Where or for at we sit down and I, yeah. I ask you the question. I'm like, hey, is college basketball awful this year or am I crazy? And you're like, mm-hmm. it feels pretty awful. And then yeah. someone tweets at us and like, you assholes, you say this every year at this time. And we're like, oh, okay, that's good. And you yeah. know what we do? We tighten up. We tighten up around tighten you know mid mid February. We come back. We tighten Better up. Better than so ever. NBA media <laughs> tighten up. That's all I'm saying. Uh, it's it's we got four games left at most. Mm. Tighten up, and you're home, and you get to go home, and you get to take mm. two weeks off, and get to hit the draft, and whatever the hell else is next. And, and we'll take over the draft because, like we we'll said, take, yeah, you, let us because you don't like college basketball. Yeah, you players. haven't been watching these guys. Yeah, you've anyway. been watching. We'll take you have over. No idea. Thanks so Googling. much. Yeah, you're just refreshing worldwide. Wob, yeah. hoping he tweets yeah. something about yeah. these guys. Yeah, yeah. or looking at Sam Vecini's tweets. We know. <laughs> we know what you're doing. Stop it. <laughs> Tighten up. <laughs> 
So big picture series, and we'll we'll wrap it up. Okay. Uh, did the did the Heat have a chance? <laughs> was this was this a blip or a, bl- a bomb? Uh, are the Lakers just bored, or is this like a oh shit? The, the Heat actually could win this now because uh, it felt like the Lakers were in cruise control, and then you know the Heat won. So obviously they're not. I would say this: the only person that I care about watching in Game Four is Anthony Davis, and. Right now, I say it's a blip, but if Anthony Davis gets in trouble and he can't Watch jab, jab step, yeah. he can't jab, <laughs> then... Uh, Watch Anthony Davis' is right then foot. Then it's a bomb. No, a it's, it's, it's a bomb. It's a bomb. All I'm right. serious. That, that's all I have to say. Right now, it's a blip. Game four, Anthony Davis watch could be a bomb. Yeah, I'm curious to see what the Heat do defensively because the the zone they were getting the Heat were getting a ton of credit for like shutting down the Celtics with the zone, and I don't think they're really shutting the Celtics down. Like this, the the zone is not good. Like the zone is not a it work. How do I say this? The zone is the Scott Drew zone where it's like just because it works doesn't mean it's good. Like I see yeah. what my eyes, uh, you know, it's just the offense. You, you confuse the offense sometimes. The offense overthinks it. They they. You you bait them in the jacket. LeBron can't figure out if they're switching or not, and yeah. and I think that the Heat are like switching at random just to throw him off, and that's why exactly. everyone's like, why is LeBron not driving or not doing it? Like I remember uh, BJ told me about the Bulls one time; they would throw five passes around just to throw people off, and it wasn't if they were running a play, and the other team would look over the bench and they're like, what what are they running? Right, it's like they right. just threw the ball around five times to screw with your head. I feel like that's what the Heat are doing to LeBron because he's like, I think they're switching, but then he drives and they don't switch. And he's like, wait a second, what's happening here? And that's like all it the, is. Uh, it's the shock of smart havoc. That's not that's not the brand of defense the Heat are playing, but it's the same mindset of like, yeah, you just like throw a bunch of crazy shit at a at a team and you you in, rattle in them. Small in a small yeah. sample size, it's like what the hell's going on, and you get a little <laughs> rattled. But over the course of a seven game series, eventually they'll figure it out. But I guess the Celtics never did figure out the zone, so I guess I'm I'm contradicting. But the but Celtics didn't have LeBron James. I the think. Ce- yeah, they didn't have LeBron James, and they also just like kept jacking threes with guys who aren't great shooters per se. And they were like, well, the next one's definitely going to go in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, LeBron and LeBron will figure it out, I think too. But. I- uh, he will. My, my last question to you, who do you think is the best three-point shooter or the most reliable three-point shooter on the Lakers? Because I, I had people arguing <laughs> me yesterday that it was Markeith Morris, and then I was like, you know what? I, you can convince me. <laughs> so KCP is the best shooter they have right now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. as far – like the reason it's Markeith Morris is because Markeith Morris gets wide open look. Like if you're asking me if, – if you're like watching the game It should with be me, Danny and KCP, but it does not seem like that yeah. is the case. I mean, KCP yeah. was great in game two, I guess, got him out of a little bit of a hole, but – if you're watching the game with me and you pause it when the guy catches the ball as he's about to shoot it and you tell me, is this going to go in or not? Mm. Markeith Morris, I think, is going – like every yeah. time he's shooting, I'm like, that's it. That's, that's he's the most confident of the but shooters. It's also because like. he's like wide open most of the time. He usually doesn't shoot unless he, he's not pulling with the hand in his face like KCP. KCP starts feeling himself and starts shooting – step backs in the corner. when he hit the side of the backboard yesterday. Yeah. That's what that's what my red flags went up. I'm like, maybe a bomb. It could be a bomb. I don't know. Is he a Korean guy? Is, is Korean taking credit for him too? Yeah, for sure. Georgia recruits, state in state, KCP all day. All right, that's enough finals talk. I think we shit on the NBA. We really didn't though. We like no, we were nice. We were watching the games. I'm shitting on the NBA media. Tighten up. Yeah. That's my yeah. final message yeah. to you. Tighten up. Mm. Uh, we're gonna take a break. Come back and figure out who the hell America's team in football is. Yes. Quick break to get aware from our sponsor, NHTSA. Distracted driving is a serious problem on our roadways, leading to the deaths of thousands of people and injuries in the hundreds of thousands each year. 
When you take your eyes and your focus off the road, even for a second, it can be deadly, not just for you, but for other drivers, pedestrians, and bicyclists. Sadly, many Americans use their cell phones while driving, whether it's texting, checking emails, scrolling media feeds, or other form or any other form of distraction. Drivers are putting themselves and others around them at great risk. It's important to know that 48 states ban texting and driving. Also, 21 states prohibit all drivers from using cell phones while driving. Distracted drivers are not only putting people at risk, they're also breaking the law. Look, it's dangerous to use your cell phone behind the wheel. That's why law enforcement officers write tickets and enforce hands-free and anti-texting and driving laws. When you're driving, put down your phone and keep your hands on the wheel. Your eyes are the road and your mind on the task of driving is what matters. Remember, you drive, you text, you pay. Brought to you by NHTSA. All right, Tate, I got a situation for you. Picture this. You're at home finishing a glass of wine, and just as you're about to pour another, it happens. Mm. What, what, what is it I'm talking about? The realization that you're all out and there's Ugh. no backup bottle. You son of a bitch. You've run out of mm. wine. What do you do? Uh, thanks to First Leaf, I do not have this problem because I get personalized boxes of wine shipped right to my door. Uh, I get six boxes right now, so or I get six bottles of wine. I, I The last time we talked about First Leaf, I told you Kyle uh, st- mm. stayed over at my place and drank all the bottles. Moses for, and he just yeah. drank all the bottles. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm happy to report that I have I have built up a nice little selection of wine, and uh, it's great because I don't know anything about wine. Like I know mm. I know I really do know the difference between red and white. I know I like Cab. Uh, that's about it. So just having all these bottles sent to me, I drink them. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, that one's pretty good too. I genuinely I think I'm the easiest guy to please with wine, but it's great because it makes me feel like I'm cultured and and mm. and all that when they send me all these different ones, and I feel like I'm learning things. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Learn about regions that you want to drink your wine. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, and I have a fully stocked thing. And and when all this blows over and people come visit me, I can be like, hey, you guys want some wine? And then you can come mm-hmm. check out my wine collection. You're like, holy mm-hmm. shit, you got like 400 bottles, dude. Are mm-hmm. you a genius? And I say, yes. Uh, <laughs> here's leaf. the cool part. First Leaf uses your ratings and your feedback to refine your future shipments. Just give each bottle a thumbs up or thumbs down online and First Leaf will take care of the rest. You can also choose what types of wine you want in your next box. So if you want to be adventurous, they can send you stuff you never even heard of or if you just want to stick to if you just tell them i'll just send me a bunch of cabs you're a cab guy like i am <laughs> they'll do that for you too uh sign up today and get six bottles of wine for only 29.95 if you do the math on that it is insane you would be ridiculous to not have to do this uh plus free shipping just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash tate that is six bottles of wine for only 29.95 this is good wine this is not cheap wine it's cheap only in price it's not cheap in taste and all that it's ridiculous what they're doing here uh 30 dollars for six bottles of wine is insane uh tryfirstleaf.com slash tate back to the podcast all right tate before we get to nfl uh real quickly i just got a text from jason whitlock he says uh, i love that last segment he said that was great he said you should <laughs> Did he say how brave? Yeah, he, and he sent me a link, link to Breitbart, and he said, "Check this out. This is a, they did a good breakdown here of uh, all the the ratings yeah, problems yeah, the NBA's having." Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. So like, <laughs> someone's listening. That's the way. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I thought that was pretty cool. So it's, if, so we have fans out there. That's good. Yeah. Thank you, thank you for listening. God damn it! <laughs> this is what happens when you go at the NBA. So I know no one does it. I'm ready for the smear campaign coming my way of like, uh, yeah, Adam Silver's gonna. Uh, who am I to think I have a big enough influence that he's gonna give a shit? All right, moving on. Uh, let's talk about the NFL. You are a football person. You enjoy mm. digesting football. We've covered that on this uh, show already. Yeah. Uh, we are four weeks into the season. The Carolina Panthers are not as dead as I thought they would be. I want to. I, I guess I want to point that out. Okay. Two and up, Christian McCaffrey. How, how are they doing this? I'm not watching. I haven't watched a second of Carolina Panthers football. 
How's that happening? Yeah, so the Carolina footballs have adapted uh, a mantra or a motto, whatever you want to call it, where it is what I like to call hashtag Taft. And I'm not talking about the president. I'm talking about the tough-ass football team. And uh, that is... <laughs> is this true? Yeah, that is what they're calling themselves, a tough-ass football team. Um, <laughs> hashtag Taft. Hashtag Taft. Uh, not God the president. Damn. Twitter's the worst, but also yeah. it's yeah. funny sometimes. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny that it's a president and that's like their mantra. Uh, the real the real star of the Panthers is Robbie Anderson, who was a former Jet number one receiver who Adam Gase said like he can't make work. He has come down to the Panthers and is like a legitimate number one receiver. He had like eight catches, 99 yards this week. He also is very wary of everything Carolina Panthers. He called the Panther famously a bear. Um, he oh, yeah, 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 that, I remember that. That, yeah. that was like the big Sir highlight. Sir Purr, right? Sir Purr, yeah. Sir Purr. And, and he's like, what is his name? And they're like, <laughs> Sir Purr. And he's like, Sir Purr? You call him that? Wow. <laughs> you call him that? Yeah. Wow. Who, who was he talking Was it Curtis Samuel? It was DJ Moore. Uh, and DJ Curtis Moore. Samuel. It was Curtis both Samuel of them. Was, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was the wide receivers on the bench. Because he, so, like, he said, you call him that. And he had to look like, I mean, I don't really talk to the guy much, but like, what do yeah, you mean I call him that? Yeah, he was like, what do you mean you call him that? He was basically saying, like, I'm embarrassed that you call him that. Like, wow, that's <laughs> embarrassing. I can't believe you did that. And now they're singing Sweet Caroline uh, in very, you know, like mm -hmm. every team does, it feels like now. It used to be a Carolina tradition in my mind. And they sing in the locker room after the last win to go to two and two. And Robbie Anderson's face looks like, what the hell is wrong with these people? It, it looks like you <laughs> dropped him on an alien planet. And he's like, what is happening around me? How does everyone know the words of this? So the Panthers are doing great. They have characters and we miss Cam, but we still have characters. So he's, he came from the Jets, you said? Yeah. Maybe he's just confused, like, why you're celebrating after a game. Like, what's, what's going yeah, on? he's like, exactly. <laughs> like, why exactly. are we cheering? Why are, why are he's we also not? confused why he's getting the ball. He's like, I, I usually <laughs> don't get the ball in games. What's going on? What's happening? <laughs> you call him that? <laughs> what, what, other, what other football thoughts do you have? I'm, I'm just chomping at the bit ready yeah. to get in my America's team breakdown. But I know you have yeah, – you're, you're a, a generalist. I'm a specialist, as yeah. we covered. So yeah, I'm, I'm ready to specialize. <laughs> I want your general thoughts, though. All right, general thoughts. Here you go. I'll just run through them. Bears are undefeated with Mitchell Trubisky. This is the big meme of the week. They are 3-0 and when he starts. The one game that Nick Foles starts, they lose to the NC State Colts. Why did why did full start? Is is Trubisky hurt or is he just suck? No, he got benched. So so Mitchell Trubisky benched. against the Falcons. Mitchell Trubisky came in. Was that's an pretty wild? Mess. That that I'm not yeah. saying he should start, but the fact that he's three and zero. Like how often has that ever happened in NFL history that a guy starts three and zero in a season and gets benched? It's ridiculous, but a lot of people would point out that he would have been two and one. So against the Falcons, they had nine points, and then Nick Foles came in, came in and saved the day, right against the Falcons. So that was like the three there doesn't quite count to Mitchell, but he did start the game. But he so. did start the game, so it does count. It does count. So, so and Nick Foles, as we all know, is not like a starter starter. He's like the perfect backup starter. If exactly. That makes any sense. So like you need Mitchell to start, fail, and then yeah. Put why don't they do that? Man. Why don't they make that their strategy? Have have Trubisky play the first quarter and then Foles. Can that play would be galaxy play. brain. That would be too much. <laughs> like they they. I think people would die if that happened. You know what I mean? Because you can't have two quarterbacks. Because that means you don't have one quarterback. But you know you That's have a true. Super Bowl winning quarterback. So all of the equations of foremost don't really make sense. But what does make sense is that Mo Ali Cox, who played college basketball, people forget. Mm -hmm is the new Antonio Gates. He scored a touchdown this week for the NC State Colts. Uh, it was his one catch, 13 yards, touchdown. So that's a good note. Uh, Phil Rivers rolling right now. The best one in three football team. Oh, you want to go back on the NC well, State Well, no, Colts? I just wanted to point out, you brought up Mo Ali Cox. You said that's yeah. the only catch he had? Only catch. One catch, That's the only catch on the game, and he had a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, tight ends have a knack for doing this, and I, I, I pick up on this because I've been watching a lot of – for some reason, I've watched the Buccaneers play like every week. Um, O.J. Howard, R.I.P. is Achilles. That was yeah. terrible news. 
Uh, I, I do not, uh, I don't have the, the package, the Sunday ticket or whatever. So I just, I watch whatever games are thrown in my face. And for some reason, the bucks are big in LA, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, but I've watched the bucks a lot. And, and as such, I've paid attention to the fact that Rob Gronkowski is like MIA during these mm-hmm. games. He doesn't mm-hmm. do anything. He blocks. And then it dawned on me, like, and the, the, the point I want to make <laughs> is that tight ends, that's a, that's a job. That's a position that feels like it would be fun. Just in the sense of like, if you watch a tight end catch a touchdown pass and he's a big dude and he just like jumps up and catches and like manhandles somebody, you're like, that's pretty cool. Like more basketball guys should do that. And what I'm saying is I'm, I am now starting to pay more attention to the fact that every time a tight end isn't jumping up and catching it, mm-hmm. you have to block. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Like, it's a nightmare. You watch Rob Gronkowski during these games, you're like, yeah, that job sucks. <laughs> yeah. I want to do that. <laughs> it's like the, the biggest like uh, fallacy ever because you think as a DN and a tight end, like those are cool positions, right? DN, yeah. you're rushing off. All you imagine in your head is like you rushing off rushing the edge, off like, the edge. Like, yeah, yeah. throwing somebody out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> and like in reality, like every single you play, the, you're just yeah. getting work. <laughs> you're just exhausted. Yeah, you're yeah. just like – <laughs> yeah those two guys are just like they're yeah. just sumo wrestling all game yeah. but it's like somehow been glamorized because like yeah jj watt and rob gronkowski I guess have made if it you really cool. think about it like the dn thing should make more sense because like what what is the record for most sacks in a season it's like barely over one a game and yeah, you start yeah. thinking to yourself like how many snaps these guys are taking every game and then if you can get one sack a game you are a Hall of Famer. You're, oh, I mean, you if, might be if the you, greatest of all time if you can. If you have eleven back. sacks in a season, like you're like top ten, you know, on the list, and you're like doing great. You know, you're getting paid. You, you know that, like you hear that in your brain, and you also know that these defensive ends are playing like fifty, hundred stat, whatever it is, a yeah. game. But for some reason in your mind, you're like, oh yeah, the DN, yeah, that's that's tight, dude. You just get to like rush the passer and just. Like, well, you want to be like the edge, speed yeah. rush guy, like you want to be like Robert Quinn was, which is like I am there to speed rush. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get outside and Dwight get around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As opposed, yeah, spin yeah. move. Like spin you don't want to, you don't want to be the guy that's like Aaron Donald. But I guess Aaron Donald like does own it. But like the guy that just basically has to muck it up in the middle. Yeah. And just like, but I guess if you're as big and strong as Aaron Donald, you don't care. You're like, oh, yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I. I I, I didn't mean to derail the podcast, but at the same time, like... <laughs> it's a good point. Gronk, good like, like Gronk, if you just show the highlights, if NBA media was covering the NFL, you would be led to believe that Rob Gronkowski <laughs> is, like, having the most fun in the world. And, like, he's got the yeah. greatest job. Yeah. Because he's just, like, so... Back with Brady. Personality, and he's, like, the, the way... Yeah, he throws it to him every so often. And he jumps over people and catches it and stiff arms the safety. And you're just like, mm. God damn, that guy's living life. And I'm here to say, I watched the All-22... Not mm. a fun life. <laughs> not yeah, not a, a life. not a fun life for Gronkowski. In fact, I think he's upset at Brady for having to block. Speaking of that same game, the Chargers, in my opinion, I wrote this note down, they are the best one in three football team in the league. Uh, I know that's going to hurt. Based on what metric? Based on the eye test, which okay. is uh, I think <laughs> that they are the best. <laughs> one and three football team <laughs> around. Uh, and I say this because I really do think Justin Herbert is the man. He's good, man. I, I, yeah, I like him. I, I like think him he's a, a good quarterback. Yeah. So Yeah, I do too. As uh, Tom Brady, I always judge it by like Brady's like scared factor after the game. And he was like, this is the like, one we had to gut out. You know, the, you never know how a football game's going to go. Yeah. He threw a pick six again. But he was scared of Herbert because he like he sees the young guy that just has it. He has it all. He has everything you need. Twenty to twenty five. That bomb he had as he was getting blitzed and everyone's in his face and he uh, that ball hung in the air a little bit longer. That's 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 what I like to see where it just like keeps going where you're like kind of feel like it's gonna the air is gonna follow the ball and it was like nah easy touchdown. We love to see that. So Chargers best one and three football team. I also think the curse is gone. Uh, Carson Wentz woke up because Jalen Hurts came in the game from Alabama. The the guy the quarterback they drafted to be. Back up to Carson Wentz, but also could take a spot. He comes in fumbles in the Sunday night football game. 
You're like, mm-hmm. dang, second fumble. And then Carson Wentz next play throws a 42-yard touchdown that wins the game for the mm-hmm. Eagles. So that was a moment to say, hey, maybe Carson Wentz isn't going to get benched for Jalen Hurts. Your first place, one, two, and one, Philadelphia Eagles. Exactly. That was another point to point out that they are not one and three because some people, Eagles fans would be upset. They're like, well, the Eagles are better than Chargers. No, they're not because they're one, two, and one. <laughs> uh, and then my, my final uh, note, these are my five football thoughts. Will Fuller should have gotten the catch. Uh, I don't know if you watched the end of the Texans game. So basically they're driving down fourth down Deshaun Watson throws it. It was like a, a San Antonio Holmes type catch toe tap. Uh. But when Will Fuller goes down, who went to Notre Dame, Will Fuller ball hits the ground. Like, hands are underneath it, but the ball bounces up, so ball technically moves. So it is no mm. touchdown. They mm-hmm. wave it off. They lose to the Vikings. This was a great drive by the Texans to get back in this game. But on the bright side of this, the fact that that did get overturned, Bill O'Brien gets Bill fired. Bill O'Brien got fired, yeah. So <laughs> that, that's the wrap-up. It's like, in the moment, felt really shitty. You know, if you're a Texans fan, you're like, wow, we're 0-4, and we could have won, and here we are. Bill O'Brien gave himself more power right before yes, this. Yes. Like he came out and said, I'm going to be calling the plays now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bill O'Brien, every <laughs> single time so there was a vacancy. How does that he, happen? There's <laughs> uh, too much power. And too it's much also, power. Yeah, tighten, the heart, up. <laughs> yeah, tighten up. Tighten up in Houston. Uh, there's also rumblings already that Dabo Sweeney at Clemson uh, wants Ooh. to reunite with Deshaun Watson. There's some Houston ownership connection to Clemson. Tony Bennett uh, has not said no to the job yet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what the hell are we doing here? What could happen? Uh, Who John knows? Calipari has been interested. He's been it, there's thoughts that he's gonna sign all of his Kentucky guys to. Yeah, I I did not watch the Texans Vikings game. I'm it's sad, it's sad. that that was just the final note yeah, that I thought it was, was kind of poetic that it Bill was, O'Brien's yeah, yeah. last play. That's what it was. You know, it kind of could have could have been, but by the rules, he should be fired. By was, the rules, that was not a catch. I was worried for Texans fans that that like Texans they they seem like they were destined under Bill O'Brien to just always live in that uh, mm. purgatory of being good enough to make the playoffs, maybe win the division because the division almost always sucks. It's getting better now. The Colts are mm-hmm. tight pretty good. And the Jaguars weren't absolutely awful a couple of years ago, at least. Well, the Jaguars beat the Colts in week one. People yeah, they forget. did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but it felt like they were going to be stuck in that purgatory where they go 10 and 6. Maybe they win the division. Maybe they get second, get it sneak in in the wild card, losing the first round. And it's like, yeah, but they did. You know, he, he won 10 games. We got to keep – we can't remember mm. we're going to fire a coach who won 10 games, and they were just going to keep – cycling that around so as you said maybe it's a good thing bless you it's a good thing let him go and romeo cornell is back and uh if you know anything about football romeo cornell is the best he's just like the nicest guy and he's such a but funny he, guy so you're saying he's a good guy he is a good guy to the mm. max like the ultimate good guy the opposite of charlie weiss who i think is a bad guy and uh so it's like we, we like the the fact that Bill O'Brien was trying to run a Bill Belichick offense from 2005 and a a Bill Belichick defense from 2007 says a lot about where the Texans were. So goodbye. Sayonara. (laughs) Let's go to Sean Watson. Patricia is next. He's 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 next. next Belichick. uh, You know who else is next? Doug Doug Peterson. I got my cutoff uh, sweatshirt on today. I'm, I'm, I was in football mode. I got my, uh, I know everyone listens to the show. You can't see me, but I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a hoodie that I cut the sleeves off, and it's very Belichick. It's Ohio me. State hoodie too, yeah, so it's, it's very Ohio Mike State, Vrabel. Yeah. I think, it's, it's, yeah, it's, that's it's sort of Vrabel, it's a Vrabel thing. Can we can we please discuss America's team? Yeah, I, yeah I'm excited yeah. to do this because, uh, as I said earlier, we we did this in passing without giving it much thought, and we tried to lock in on who we thought was America's team. What did we decide? The Ravens? Mm. Is that what we said at the time? I th- I can't or remember Ravens what, or Seahawks or I threw. I, I think I was Seahawks. I think I'm Seahawks, but yeah. I can't remember what we decided on as a um, group. I think Lamar Jackson was just what we said. He was America's yeah, like guy. Lamar yeah. Jackson in general is America's yeah. guy. Uh so 
I, I wanted I wanted to flesh this out for real and like mm. really lock in on what and we're we're gonna we're gonna each pick our own. I'll let you go first. So, but okay. I, I I have a bunch of I was gonna say I have a bunch of rules for mine that eliminates teams, and then I have my power rankings, and then maybe we update it. Maybe every quarter of the season we update it. We'll revisit uh, at week eight and then week twelve. That's perfect, and I think okay, it I, th- right. I think it keeps updating over time, like you said. But yeah. I I don't have many rules. I have one rule, which is the okay. original ad which is the original saying of where this came from. And it was about the Dallas Cowboys. And what it said was, they appear on television so often that their faces are as familiar to the public as presidents and movie stars. They Mm. are the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. Mm. So I took that basis right that is america's team they appear on television and then i think in mind but go ahead and then i slash and then i just slash because it's not just tv because it's not just tv ratings that matter mark titus as the Mm. nba has taught us (laughs) i put slash screens uh television slash screens so often that their faces are familiar to the public as presidents and movie stars they are and then i gave a list of teams that i think that it could be based on their impact on tv screens and screens in general based on their social media following so here here are my nfl teams that are in the running based on my own one rule one line dallas cowboys ad from the from the past the arizona cardinals are in the running because of the movie jerry Maguire. Mm -hmm. the chicago bears are in the running because of brian's song because of the snl skit (laughs) the bears and because of kicking and screaming Okay. The Dallas Cowboys are involved because of making the team the Dallas Cowboys reality TV series that a lot of people <laughs> the cheerleaders. <forget>. Yeah. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers are in the running because of that 70s show. <laughs> the Los Angeles Rams are in the running because of Heaven Can Wait. If you haven't seen that movie, great movie. Go check it out. I know you have, but for the general have, public, yes. go watch that movie. Miami Dolphins are in the running because of Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. The Cleveland Browns are in the running because of Draft Day. The New York Jets are in the running because of Law & Order SVU. (laughs) And the Patriots, finally the Patriots are in the running because of Super Bowl exposure, the biggest television event in the world, and they lead the NFL in Instagram followers. That is where the slash screen screen comes in. What about the Giants, Little Giants? Oh, that's okay. All right, you're right. Okay. (laughs) If you have any more, please. These are off the top of my head of what I can figure out. I'll have to think about what. But that is my list. Like, if you were in a movie, like if like angels in the outfield like the angels if you're doing baseball like they would be so they they had to have i feel like the raiders need to be mentioned just because of like every rapper in the 80s and 90s or any given sunday based on the raiders kind of yeah maybe but i mean i just picture ice cube wearing his raiders hat and and okay and all right uh, we'll do that i'll add the raiders raiders are in yeah raiders are in all right officially officially tagged tagged in the raiders but that's my list. So that's what I have to choose from based on my – Okay. Uh, the, so it's not even power ranked. It's just like those are my choices. Then I'm going to break it down. Can I just say like this is beautiful because like I took a completely different approach and that is that is the Titus and Tate charm is yeah. that we, we both like lock in <laughs> an idea and then you're like, yeah. all right, it means this to me. And I'm like, well, I saw it a completely different way. And then <laughs> – and then we get to the show and, and we, then we tweet out the it. graphic yeah. and no one listens to the show and uh, everyone gets pissed off at the graphic. And then, yeah, they're like, what are these guys on? Get these slapdicks yeah. out of here. And we're like, wait a second. Hold up. Hold up. Did you hear how like, we no. base this? No, your ratings are horrible. And then we're like, don't worry. There are a lot of illegal streams. <laughs> Have you seen the impressions okay. though? Okay. A lot of people aren't listening according to the download numbers, but our impressions are through the roof. <laughs> Check your screens. <laughs> All right. So can I hear oh, yeah. you? Can All I right. hear your list? Yeah. Uh, so my, uh, I'll, I'll set the groundwork for mine. Uh, mm. I went through and I eliminated. I, so I started with process of eliminated. I had a few rules. Number one, mm. no blue bloods. Mm. Because my, when I think of America's team, I think of the team that 
my team has been eliminated or my team sucks. I'm a Falcons fan, say. I'm a Lions fan. Mm. Crap. We're already 0-4 or whatever, 0-3. We, we, we suck. Whatever it is, we suck. How am I going to get through the rest of the season? I need to find a team to cheer for or a team, you know, maybe you're not like a full-fledged fan, but it's like I got a soft spot for these guys. I'm going to watch their games because mm. watching my own team is killing me. I thought, what is the team that is, will be America's second team, basically, if that makes sense? Mm-hmm. Every, it's everyone's second favorite team. You have yeah. your own favorite. And then this I, I, I agree with this wholeheartedly. This okay. is America's, the America's team is everyone's second favorite and team. And to be fair, I don't ever think the Cowboys were that. So I understand. Like when the, mm. the moniker America's team was originally what you – you're more your train of thought. But yeah. when you say like America's team to me, that's what I picture. Is like, who, like Dayton, for example, was yeah, America's, America's team, team in college basketball. Yeah. yeah. Right? Last year. Notre so Dame with Mike Bray, usually America's team. Usually yeah. America's team. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be something like that. So with that, no blue bloods because you're never cheering. No one's ever, no matter the circumstances, you're never, ever cheering for a blue blood. Uh, and I define blue blood four more Super Bowl wins. <laughs> so that eliminates the Patriots, Cowboys, Steelers, Packers, Giants, and Niners. They're out. Get them out Love of it. There. Love it. I also said no massive markets because even if you're not a blue blood. Agreed. Like, Agreed. I can't take I can't take Jets fans. I can't take Eagles fans. Mm. I it just like the incessant like pretending that you have it the worst when every friend like there's there's like four franchises that are good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody has it the worst. You're not special, Jets fans. You're not special. You're Everybody not special. sucks. Mm-hmm. We all hate our teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not special. So shut more, up. More obnoxious fan base: Jets fans or Knicks fans or Mets fans? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> They're all the same. They're all the same. And this sense of entitlement of like we should be winning because we have a big market and all the small markets don't matter. Kiss our ass, whatever. Mm. So I eliminated it because no one's going to rally around a New York team if you're not from New York. Uh, yeah. So that eliminates the Jets, uh, the LA teams, the Chargers, and the Rams. Uh, I'm throwing the Bears in there. Chicago's a big market. Uh, okay. And I'm throwing the Texans and Eagles, Houston and Philly, both. Mm. Yeah, I, the Texans are kind of, you know, Texans are kind of different because it's they're kind of a newish team, but mm. still, it doesn't matter. Rules are rules. Then I'm doing no Super Bowl wins the last ten years. I okay. think there's that too. I, like I think that. if you won a Super Bowl in ten years, I I, I don't want to root for you to win again. Even no. though this eliminates the Ravens now, it feels like like Harbaugh's still the coach, but now Lamar's there, and it sort of feels like a new era of Ra- – it definitely is a new era of Ravens. Well, no Ozzie like, Newsome, right? So that helps. Yeah. That makes it a new era. We'll it's say a that. new era, but yeah. rules are rules, and I'm saying 10 years. Like, I've seen, the, I've seen the Baltimore Ravens win a Super Bowl. I don't necessarily need to see them win it again anytime yeah. soon. So yeah, I, that, that eliminates the Chiefs, the Broncos, the Ravens, and the Seahawks from the teams that I haven't already mentioned. Uh, and then finally, my last rule is you can't suck because like, part of this is like I'm trying to cheer for a team that – my team sucks. I want to cheer for a different yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good last rule. So all the teams that are under 500 are out. That, that leaves the Falcons, Lions, Vikings, the football team, the Jaguars. <laughs> you, you love that. The fo- you, say, you like how smooth that comes It up? got it's me. Just, it got it me. Pops. It pops. Yeah. It's not a tough-ass football team, but yeah. it's just the football team. I like it. Mm. The Jaguars, the Dolphins, and the Bengals. So my list mm. of teams that I have in contention are – the let me see here like the titans the raiders the cardinals the saints the bucks the panthers the colts the browns and the bills mm. that's it i don't know if, mm. i don't know if anybody could follow what i just said but uh that's it so you ready to dive into it yeah let's do it yeah let's break it down from there let's let's i will take some of what you said and knock out some of the like some of the contenders okay. on my list based so what do you want to do like your top five like as it stands like what, what do, do you, do you want to list them all like i don't should we do like just have a top five? Because because then you make it prestigious that like if you're not in the top five, you're out. 
or what? How do you want? I mean, to I mean, I was just gonna basically do process of elimination and give okay, you my you pick. I was right, just, right, go I, I was yeah, just gonna yeah. do. I was gonna base all the criteria that you just gave me based on the list that I have and knock the people okay, out. Okay, go so for here, it. I'd so here we it. go. New England Patriots, of course, like you said, uh, they they have the Super Bowl exposure, but they have the championship, so they're knocked out. New York Jets, we love a Law and Order SVU, but like knocked out. And now here we go. Here comes the fun. The Los Angeles Rams. I feel like they have the Sean mm-hmm. McVay the Doogie mm-hmm. Hauser of football kind of mm-hmm. wonderkin aspect to their whole team. They also have heaven can wait. So that's a great movie to be tied mm-hmm. to is talking about like the, the nostalgia of the Rams. I think that holds a primary primary place with a lot of people. But like you said, it's a big market. They're going to be okay. No one's going to go de facto. I want the Rams to just got the nicest stadium football to win a championship. Also that, like there's yeah. the, it's setting up to be LA overload of the, it kind of too much like LA. Every year, but like right yeah. now the Lakers are about to win. Maybe the Dodgers finally get over the hump. Maybe the, like we don't need the rant. Like let's get it out of here. Qu- quickly. I just want to say I'm scared of the Padres. I'm terrified of the Padres. Mm-hmm. They they are the perfect team Positives to beat the Dodgers. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like. It. I love Will Myers though. Shout out to Will Myers. But uh, cut. All right, Rams are cut, and then we're moving up the list. Dallas Cowboys, they're cut. Obviously, the Bears, like you said, they're cut. So I basically have Arizona Cardinals, the Green Bay Packers, the Miami Dolphins, and the Cleveland Browns. Those mm-hmm. are my top four. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, maybe I'll put the Raiders at five. So if we want to do like that, did, so, so you so can you, cut your list cut down your, to five. I, I love that's, this. That's it's like, five. <laughs> we're two college basketball recruits. We're like, all right, <laughs> I'm going to cut my list to 12. Yeah. Now you go. Yeah. All right, yeah. I just cut my list to eight. <laughs> now you, okay, now I'm down to seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's perfect. So I got my fives. Now your turn. You can do your five. Okay, and then, so and then I'm going to pick one from there. Okay, my my ones I'm eliminating. I'm eliminating the New Orleans Saints. Um, yeah, get them out of here. Drew Brees, too controversial Drew this Brees year. Drew Brees is too controversial. Yeah. I think as long as Sean Payton is the coach, there's still the bounty gate. Uh, yeah. Greg Williams kind of looms over that whole yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. And, and they still, even though they've only, they won one Super Bowl and it was a while ago, it still feels for, they feels like they win all the time. And like, mm-hmm. they're, 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 they're too good. Uh, the Titans are out just because of recent news. They're the Corona they had a chance thing. though. Tennessee. Yeah, they had a Nash- chance. Nashville had a really good chance. Listen, shot. I'll say this: you can work your way back up. Like if mm. if you, what, what yeah, it's going to take though is true. you're going to have to give the Corona throne to someone else. They're going to have to. T- there's going to have to be another team that just mm. tests positive like crazy, and then suddenly they're the assholes, and you get you, you got to watch the stench away from you. But right now, yeah. you almost ruined the whole league, Titans. Mm-hmm. You can't be America's team. We're mm-hmm. not cheering for you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll revisit it at week eight. Maybe you're on there. The Raiders are out because I feel like. They don't even want to be America's team. They want to be the villains. They're called. Yeah. They're in like this. They're in Sin City, and they're called the Raiders, and they're black and so like their whole brand is like, you hate us, don't you? And we're like, not really. I don't really care. You're like, no, yeah, you like hate Derek us, Carr, right? you're a really nice guy, and they're, yeah. they're like, they're like, remember oh, Ken Stabler? You're like, I like Ken Stabler. Like yeah. everyone they list, you're like, I really like that guy. Yeah, yeah. You're like, no, you hate us. You you, <laughs> you must hate us. We're like, I don't really hate you. I don't know, but I guess if it'll make you feel better. I guess I hate you. I don't know. <laughs> So the Raiders are out. And then Rich finally, Gannon. Yeah, I hate him. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Finally, I'm eliminating the Cardinals just because, like, yeah. I, I don't know. They're just good. When's the last time you saw Jerry Maguire? That's the question I asked myself. That's why they're going to get – that's why they're going to fall off. Here's, here's a question. Is Cliff Kingsbury likable? No. I don't think so either. It, here's one thing that I've learned in my life. Uh, trying to be cool is never likable. Because, yeah, he's trying too hard to be cool. He's trying to be cool, right? That that's never going to work out. I think I feel like so. F. Mary Kill, uh, the the young, <laughs> sexy coaches of the NFC West. You got McVay, who's thirty four. Kingsbury's forty one. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's forty. I feel like McVay tries to be like the nerd. Like anytime he's in front of a camera, so he just wants to break down film. And the mm-hmm. whole vibe you're supposed to get from him is like little Gruden. 
Yeah, like Little Gruden. Like uh, if they made a TV show like Little Bill and they made it Little Gruden, that would be who Sean McVay is. Kingsbury's trying so hard to be Joe Cool and just mm-hmm. like, yeah, just have this aura about him that like I don't, I don't know X's and O's. I don't need to know it. I'm Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah. Matthew McConaughey if he coached football. He's like, let's throw it up, baby. Let's, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. <laughs> and that's why I feel like Kyle Shanahan's the sweet spot. He's like right in the middle of those yeah. two, and he might be my guy, even though the Niners I don't really love. But Kyle Shanahan is also like the furthest one I feel of those guys to be a player's coach. So like, if you're a yeah, player, yeah. like you know, we, we we joke about everyone wants to be a player's coach, but like yeah. if I'm a player, like I want Kingsbury because mm-hmm. I feel like at the end of the day, like I can. Oh, push absolutely. Back. And if he like, he's not really going to say much of anything. Except for, come on, baby, just until he... <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> like if I'm DeAndre Hopkins, I'm so happy my coach is Kingsbury as opposed Kingsbury, to Kingsbury. If the Cardinals win the Super Bowl, they're they'll be the only team in the history of the NFL where head coach partied harder than anyone on the team. Yep, after you won. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they're like, and there's Cliff Kingsbury again in Ibiza with Paris Hilton. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that eliminates mine. I have my five, which are the Panthers, the Colts, the Bucks, the Bills, and the Browns. Wow. Those are my five. Good left. for the Panthers. All right, I'm we're getting closer. All right, I'm, good. I'm happy about this. I'm happy about the Panthers being there. So I basically have two teams that I'm choosing between. Um, and, and that's really that. Like Arizona Cardinals, I just kind of broke it right there. I haven't seen Jerry Maguire since 2012. I went in there. And so, like, that's TBS 2012. That's not America's team. Or maybe it is. But for right now, Throw them out. So Cardinals are out of here. Uh, and then I kind of look at two teams that really have everything that I'm looking for. The Dolphins are out. I'm throwing them out, even though I like Brian Flores. I love Fitzmagic. I mm. love, you know, Dan Marino era of the Dolphins, my mom's favorite quarterback. She still thinks he's the GOAT. Uh, but still, Dolphins, get them out of here. Love their uniforms. Still get them out of here. I like where you're going with this. And I have two teams. I have the Green Bay Packers. I don't like that as much, but... And I have, <laughs> and I have what I think is America's team, which is, uh, it's honestly a really tough pick for me to make. But the Green Bay Packers are that '70s show. They're Aaron Rodgers. We've seen it before. We know him. He is a star, but he's also got this quarterback Jordan Love behind him, and where he's mm-hmm. kind of become the underdog in this sense. And like Green Bay is football to a lot of people in America when they think of like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they own the team, quote unquote. The town owns the team, so. Green Bay is right up there, but I watched the game this weekend, the Browns mm-hmm. versus the Cowboys, the real mm-hmm. America's team, and OBJ is Michael Irvin, you know, 2.0. He, <laughs> is, the, he is the show. Uh, Baker Mayfield should be the Cowboys quarterback. He's like the, the course correction they should have made after they drafted Johnny Menzel in this alternate mm-hmm. universe. Like they draft Johnny, he doesn't work out, and then they like get Baker to kind of fix that, mm-hmm. but instead that's not the case. But the Browns are – also in draft day, like I feel like Kevin Costner is having a moment again. He's in Yellowstone. Everyone's like Kevin Costner. We love Kevin Costner. The Cleveland Browns are America's team. They are everyone's second favorite team. They are all over commercials. You know, Baker Mayfield's everywhere. Mm-hmm. OBJ's in the Drake music video. They and they also have the blue collar fact that they are the Browns who have always sucked. So like they have. If they do anything, nobody good, hates all the surprise. Yeah, exactly. Except exactly. for like, I guess AFC North fan, like the Steelers probably do. I mean, the rivals, the Ravens probably do. But do the they? Because like, how threatening are they? But how you know, threatening? The yeah, day. like, yeah. like it's it's the Kentucky Louisville rivalry. Like mm-hmm. Kentucky fans say they hate Louisville, but how many times have you really said to yourself, "Man, Louisville ruined my season this year"? Yeah, or, you never. Know, it, it never happens. You never, never said that about the Browns. You're not mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. I hate those assholes for beating us in that playoff game that one time. <laughs> it's never yeah. been said. Yeah. It's not the case. And that's why that's Cleveland, the case, so. I think Cleveland beating the, the quote-unquote America's team also adds to the that argument of now. It. That's so that's why one. I'm going to go with Cleveland. Three and one, great Cleveland pick. Browns. Great pick. Cleveland Browns are your pick. All right. Uh, let me work through mine. At number five, I'm putting 
Tampa Bay. I feel like <laughs> of the five I have left, Tom Brady, like it's a fun story, the resurrection of Tom Brady or whatever, the new chapter of his life, mm. whatever it is. But uh, mm-hmm. he's still Tom Brady at the end of the day. And like, I like to think it was the resurrection. Just because he's, he's wearing different colored laundry doesn't mean like I, you know, I need to see this guy hoist the Lombardi one more time. But I mm. would, I am cheering for them a little bit, but like, I mean, uh, not as, they, they're, they're not number one. Colts are, I put them at number four. Because mostly because like they're they're playing well technically right now, but they have had an unbelievably easy schedule, like mm-hmm. unbelievably easy. And um, I'm not going to get excited about the Colts. The Colts are my personal favorite team, but yeah. I, but I don't think they're America's team. They beat their 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 four games. They lost to the Jags, and then the three wins they have are Vikings, Jets, and Bears. They've <laughs> cool. Good job. You're three and one. Like I don't. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll revisit, but they do have like the best statistically, the best defense. I like that, and I like Philip. Philip Rivers would be fun to cheer for. You know oh yeah, saying? yeah. Everyone uh, loves Philly. Chiefs. I think everyone loves Philip Rivers. Uh, all right, number three then. So that leaves the uh, the Bills, the Browns, the Panthers. Uh, I'm putting the Panthers at number three because I, it's also a wait and see situation. Mm. I don't want to hitch my wagon to. I don't want my backup team to be. Uh, which, by the way, I don't really have a favorite team. So like. Is, maybe this is the exercise. I'm trying to figure out what my mm. favorite team is this year. But I don't want to hitch my wagon to the Panthers if this is a fluke. They're 2-0 without McCaffrey, right? He, he hasn't played the last two weeks. Yep. And uh, Which is good, but at the same time, like, is this sustainable, Tate? I don't know. I got killed. I got killed a couple years ago when I said Christian McCaffrey was the Kimber Walker to the Carolina Panthers. And a lot of people were saying, like, what do you Whoa. mean by that? And I was saying he takes a lot of snaps away from everybody else. And I don't want to say that I'm pulling that out again, but I do like what I'm seeing out of the tough-ass football team because it's not I, like we're trying to now get – Now that the- I know they're the Taft, the Taft is that, – that's that helps. Over. So that I'm helps. putting the Panthers at number three. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. You're at number three. That's a good standing. It's just mm-hmm. I feel like they're two better above you. Uh, also, yeah, like I feel like the Panthers got some bad vibes for cutting Cam. Like that was a bad move, and it was like, how can I cheer for this team that mm-hmm. they did Cam so dirty? Uh, but then it's kind of been made up for by – Teddy Bridgewater like you kind of want to cheer for that guy yeah and so, it's also like Cam is happy and Cam's not like his yeah Steve Smith like Steve Smith was like on the Ravens like I can't wait to play the Panthers and everyone's right. like, you don't play them this year and he's like yeah. what I do yeah, they're gonna right, see me right, you're like right. okay all right you're upset uh, so that leaves two franchises the Cleveland Browns who you have picked for your team to who mm. your pick for America's team and the Buffalo Bills and oh spoiler alert I'll just I'll just jump right to it I'm picking the Buffalo Bills because mm. one, they are four and zero. The Browns are three and one, so the the Bills have a better record. That that helps. Uh, two, I feel like the Bills are like you brought up the point of like no one is threatened by the Browns. Like the Bills and the Browns are the same team. They're the same mm. franchise. Mm-hmm. They have the exact same fans that like just absolutely go ape shit tailgating. They they it's it's all kind of the same. There's a little more endearment with the Bills only that only in the sense that the Bills made it to the Super Bowl four times. Mm-hmm. They lost four times. If you're doing like a uh, a pecking order, I feel like the Bills have to win theirs before the Browns can get theirs. Like mm-hmm. we we need to see the Bills. We need to atone for what happened in the '90s. The Josh Allen apology tour has been fun so far. I don't know if this is going to last all season, but it's been fun to watch him. Um, and the Browns, all the things you said are true. I I enjoy the Browns. If I do have yeah. a favorite football team right now, it's probably the Browns. But uh, I could see if people don't love Baker Mayfield. It's like the commercials might be a little much. I could see people not loving OBJ. I could see people not loving Miles Garrett for the whatever happened with Mason Rudolph. We'll never know the truth, but just the fact that it happened, like maybe you don't root for him because of that. Um, 
I don't know. But the Browns, I will say, the Browns, I've watched but, more. But that, that is America, right? Like those, that, that is, is America, the reason that the Browns are perfectly America because, like, you see them on a face value, and you're like, that looks pretty solid. And then, like, yeah, there's some things but, you got to point out that aren't so great. But then we I all have, come back, and we're like, man, I think I love them. I have this other thing I want to point out. The the Bills, part of why you want to root for the Bills is to knock the Patriots off the AFC East throne. Mm. The Patriots have only one time since 2002 – one season since 2002, the Patriots did not win the division. It was the year Tom Brady, he tore his ACL, right? When he yep. messed up his knee. Yep. Uh, it was that season. Matt Castle year. And not only did they almost win it, they tied the Dolphins that year. And the Dolphins got the, the Dolphins technically won the division on the fourth tiebreaker. Tate. Yeah, they had to go yeah. like four tiebreakers in. And if, if you remember, that was the Dolphins Wildcat team. That was the, uh, yeah, Ronnie, the, Brown. the Ronnie Brown and Ricky yeah, Williams yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they didn't so, have a quarterback. You take that away. Tony like Sperano, that, the late Tony Sperano. So the only time we've ever seen the Patriots since 2002, since the, the advent of HDTV, yep. the, the, really the yellow line, <laughs> since we've had the yellow line <laughs> in football games, the Patriots have won the AFC East every single year, except for one year where they only lost by like basically a technicality of a fourth place tiebreaker. Uh, it would be so refreshing to see the Bills win the AFC East by like three games, you know? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Just, just completely unequivocally – yeah, just and, just, just so like like Josh Allen's just holding up Belichick's head in the streets, <laughs> just like, I guess, is this your king? Like, and Sean McDermott is the perfect uh, like Bill Belichick proxy that goes into that division and kind of takes over for like a decade because Sean McDermott is very uh, like meticulous is probably the right word. Like Sean McDermott is very. Mm-hmm. Like I remember he's in Carolina. Like Lombardi would talk about it all the time. He's like he had everything down to a T. What game plans were, and like he even when he got to Buffalo, he was like, I'm gonna straighten this out. This is a mess. And, like, when you watch Buffalo, like, yeah, Josh Allen is kind of a mess sometimes and looks like – a lot like a young Cam sometimes where he's just running yeah. for his life and you're like, I hope to God that he slides uh, or gets down or doesn't get laid out. But the rest of the team is very buttoned up. And uh, I think the Bills, I think, are lovable in that sense. But like you said, they still smash tables outside. They're still playing beer pong and, like, you know. And no one's ever – rowdy Buffalo fans that they are. It's the so same that, thing as – yeah, the same thing as the Browns. No one's ever said to themselves – I mean, I guess the 90s were a different story. Like, if you're in the AFC and they were beating you on the path to the Super Bowl. But for the most part, no one's like, man, the Bills keep kicking our ass. I hate these guys. Yeah. Get these guys out of my face. Uh my final thought, the Browns being number two, the Browns are probably going to make their way up to number one at some point because mm. um, the, the Cleveland Browns are good, Tate. I just wanted to – my PSA for all of America. I've watched more Cleveland Browns football. Mm-hmm. Of all the NFL teams I've watched in the last 10 years, I've watched more of the Browns than any other team because I lived in Ohio for so long, and that was like basically – part of it is like the only games we got, but then also like you just kind of slowly get sucked into the suckness of the Cleveland Browns, and you're yeah. just like – all your friends want to commiserate with someone, so you want to be like, yeah, man, what the fuck was Manziel doing? I don't know. <laughs> Get him out of here. Uh, so I ended up watching a ton of Browns, and I got to say, I don't know what for real means in terms of the Cleveland Browns, but they are – like a lot was said last year about how they were for real, and I understand that like we've been here before at the Browns, but like I don't know. This offense is actually – they're actually a competent football team. I'll just say mm-hmm. that. Like I, Maybe they go 8-8. Eight and eight, I don't know. But they're actually like an actual NFL team. And if you put if you put uh, uh, any other jersey on, if you put – I'm trying to think of a good example. If you put 49ers jerseys on the Cleveland mm-hmm. Browns, you wouldn't notice a damn thing. You'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah, it looks like a football team. That Sometimes they're good, sometimes they lose, whatever. 
But uh, I guess that's it. So it is it is an exciting time to be a Cleveland fan because you you aren't the laughing stock of the NFL right now. Yeah, and it's it's got to be a good feeling for once to kind of not have people make the jokes about you being one and whatever. Or like last year wasn't last year the Bud Light where they had like the the Bud Light locked up and when they got their first win they were gonna yeah, unlock the it. Li- yeah, they kind of do that every year. I think, but yeah. yeah uh, Last well, last year was the year they had all the hype coming in. Exactly, like and, then the it, hype, and then it, it took a while had, yeah. to get and a win. They were six and ten, and, but yeah. Freddie Kitchens was—I don't know—Stefanski's got the good, yeah. the good offense rolling, man. They're, they're they actually like they're running the ball down people's throats and putting points on the board, and yeah, I don't know. So it's yeah, it checks I'm out. Sure, My, I'm sure the wheels will fall <laughs> off, but like right now, it's for, it's. It's, it's the Browns. It's the Browns. Yeah. What do you expect? Uh, my my one last thing, my one last team that I want to point out because I feel like media is taken over by the West Coast. The Seattle, you know, basically I think mm-hmm. Seattle is the Boston of the West Coast as far as media is concerned. That's a great like, call. I love that. I and, love that. And uh, Seattle. Have you tweeted I, that before? No, because then it will get stolen by Worldwide Wob and the rest <laughs> of them. And then, and then, and then I'll be like, tighten <laughs> up. And then, <laughs> and then Bleach Report is DMing you, and they're like, "Take, can we use your tweet on our yeah. platforms? And you're like, what? <laughs> just just a fucking retweet button. Just hit retweet. What do you mean? Hit it. Just you know? hit it right now. Uh, but Seattle with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is America's quarterback. He might not be America's team, but he's America's quarterback. He's mm. got Wisconsin. He's got the Midwest. He's got NC State. He's got the South. That's South. very mm. important regions to have. If he was a presidential candidate, he would be perfect. So That's I true. think that the Seahawks are just kind of like they might just be a tier above being America's team, but don't count out the Seattle media because they're here and they're willing to tell that story. So yeah, I I, I would agree with you. I I think the I think the Seahawks are the, the only reason I crossed the Seahawks off is because uh, my Super Bowl win, uh, no wins in the last ten years is the cutoff. I exactly, it's, it's that, very that's, arbitrary. So if I wanted to change the rules and I said no wins in the last five years. Bingo, bango, bongo. Well, Suddenly, well, the Seahawks well, might now, be like number two on my list. Well, now know. you're talking like the Elias Sports Bureau because that—that's <laughs> how, how you do a stat. That's how you do. It. Yeah, you, you, you flush out your list. You look at it. and You're like, no, that can't be right. I got to get the Seahawks on there somehow. Let me see here. Since 2006. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, bang, did it again. Oh, all right. Time for everyone's favorite part of the show. When I say let's wrap it up, and then we do. Uh, someone called me out on that this week, Tate. I get called out that. Uh, Every time we do shoutouts, closeouts, I say, "All right, let's wrap this up." And then, and then, and then they look at their podcast feed, and they're like, "This is twenty-one minutes left in the show." <laughs> Sorry, so our bad, doing. my bad. Uh, so, let, so Tate, let's wrap this up. Shoutouts, closeouts. What do you have? Uh, shout out to Harrison Barnes uh, and shout out to George Hill. Both of them are NBA Cares Community Assist Award recipients. Uh, I just want to say, like, the NBA, I know we were joking about the ratings, but the players themselves, who have nothing to do with the ratings, they are, for the most part, a guy like Harrison Barnes, who I saw be a great person in action in college, who, like, I mean, basically should be a president or a senator. Malcolm Brogdon gets all the president, but Harrison Barnes is one of those guys. So just shout out to, to Harrison Barnes. I know it's, like, tough to be a five-star. Everyone thinks you're going to be the next Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. and they kind of write you off, and you become a meme and all sort of stuff. But, like, the guy made $90 million going to Dallas, won an NBA championship in 2015. And does great work in the community. So shout out to Harrison Barnes. Wow, how about that? Yeah. A heartfelt shout out. Yeah, Tate yeah, to yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. We need that. Um, we need that. Hey, here's a heartfelt one. Happy birthday to our, our old colleague Chris Vernon. Oh, nice. Turning, turning 26 years old. Did you believe that? I honestly, I can't believe <laughs> I have aged out of Chris Vernon age territory. You know what I mean? I thought we'd grow up together, and I, I have outgrown him. <laughs> Chris Vernon is Patrick Bateman with his skincare yeah. routine. Just like that's how he stays so spry and young. Um, yeah, Come right. on! <laughs> long-time list friends of the program, long-time listeners remember the uh, Verno Summer League Top Golf yeah. story. That's yeah, uh, that's an all-time one of my favorite stories. One of my favorite times at the podcast too, because we were just 
letting it rip in Vegas and having a good time. And Verno is cracking us up with his <laughs> his takes. <laughs> yeah, his takes on the world, man. He, uh, yeah, Verno and KOC. I remember when that first that podcast, the first one they ever recorded together, we got done, and I was like, that was the strangest conversation so I've ever had. <laughs> Between two people, and this may never work. And yeah. it turns out that both of them are perfect for each other. And it's the ultimate mismatch, and I love it so much. You say to yourself, one of these guys is an absolute moron, and I, I don't really know which one yet. But <laughs> <laughs> And they're arguing over but something. it's probably Verto. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like you don't know what. It's like a specific player. Like, it seemed to beat, like, why he was taking number two. He's like, the beat sucks. <laughs> I will say, Verno, one thing that Verno has rubbed off on, K KOC hasn't, uh, it wasn't like he was scared to have opinions before. Like, I don't mean to suggest that, but he's definitely, like, Verno has rubbed off on KOC. Where, like, he's KOC emboldened the just opinion. go for the, for the jugular now. Like, yeah, yeah like, like, KOC's not afraid to just be like, he's garbage, get him out of here. He has no play. Like, yeah. <laughs> Doc yeah. Rivers, frankly, Doc Rivers firing doesn't surprise me at all. He is a absolute catastrophe <laughs> of a coach. You know, like, yeah, KOC saw your Zach Lowe, the new Zach Lowe, and he said, throw that away. Throw I, that away. Uh, <laughs> I'm going for Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a beer. He's, yeah, he's not afraid to just. When he was cackling at the Clippers, that was like a high. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, him. I was like, KOC, <laughs> you're the man. <laughs> just cackling at the clippers oh good shit uh so yeah shout out vernon happy mm. birthday i have no idea how old he is i don't think he does either i don't think anyone does that's the charm of chris vernon he mm. talks like a he talks like he's 64 but um he's not he's, he's not no he's a young man anyway uh yeah anything else uh, I just want to shout out as we were talking about football. I just forgot to say this in the football uh, five football thoughts. Shout out to Jason Witten. This man scored a touchdown mm. on the Raiders, and I have to say that again. This guy scored a touchdown on the Raiders, and he was in the Monday Night Football booth, you know, a year ago. Mm. And that just to to me, I feel like that's a bigger story than it's being put out in the in the NFL media world. But like I said, they got ratings and other things to talk about, so. We'll leave it at that. But Jason, comeback player Shout of the out year. to Jason. Yeah, right. He has to be. That's the greatest comeback of all <laughs> That's time. That's a pretty good comeback. Yeah. Yeah. I don't That's know. That's a pretty good I, comeback. It's like, it's you, impressive to me. I don't know. Yeah. Like other guys are going through like what they thought were career ending injuries and life altering injuries and they got back on the field or like whatever you're going through some personal trauma and you, you overcame that it's like what was jason wood's problems like he sucked in the booth he got ridiculed mercilessly for it for not and knowing he, analogies and yeah. things like and then he overcame using, and uh <laughs> caught a touchdown in week four <laughs> i mean straight up that's pretty much how i feel about it and i think that's like a 30 for 30 to me it's like that guy just got memed out of the booth and then he came back and was a champion uh in week, uh, in week four I want to shout out to Caleb Houston, who is a five-star recruit in the class of 2021. No word on if he's the number one recruit in the class. He probably is in someone's rankings. Mm. But uh, I saw I saw that uh, he is cutting his list from 16 to 4 on Wednesday. So mark your calendar. We are getting the uh, very important cut down from 16 to 4. <laughs> if, you're, is... if you're asking yourself, is this still going on? Has the pandemic altered the recruiting landscape? Are no. recruits still – No. The grind never stops. We have a five-star who is making a massive announcement on Wednesday, and the announcement is my list has been trimmed. So yeah. keep an we eye on that, that, folks. I, I, that. I love when you pointed this out. I don't even know how many years ago, but you're like, what about these announcements of announcements? And I'm of like, yeah. I guess, dude, that's just where we are in our world. Uh, speaking of announcements, here's an announcement for us, you and I. On Wednesday, and I mean, may not come out Wednesday, but you and I, we have the Asheville Invitational Bracket, 
and it is not being what? yeah, it is not being released. Scoop alert! It's not being released to John Rothstein upon request by your dude. Boy. Don't don't tempt the gods. Don't leak it. Knock don't on wood. It. Don't do, do whatever you have to do. John, to make good God luck damn it! Happen. Come on, if, Rothstein. Uh, if you're listening, all right. Please. This is this is ethics and journalism right now. Yeah. Uh, everyone listening, mm-hmm. it, which includes John, because you definitely listen to the show. At least mm-hmm. you pretend every time we see you. Mm-hmm. Um. Ethics and journalism, if you get the scoop, back off. We have yeah. the scoop. We're not tweeting it because uh, we are we're ethical doing a journalists. show on it. Yeah, yeah, we're doing a show. We, we are ethical journalists, and we are doing our job, and you are interfering with our job. You are, ta- you are, you are making the job harder of mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. real heroes in this country, i.e. Mm-hmm. the media. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you are not respecting the real heroes, and mm-hmm. uh, I won't stand for it. So, John, stand down. Stand down, saying. John. Please, please stand down and take a <laughs> knee and listen to us while we break down the Asheville Invitational bracket True. that is going to come out this week. Whether and, Davidson uh, will be playing Stanford in the first round. No, there, there, there is still, uh, there is still fingers crossed that Indiana is in the bracket. That is the, that is the. We'll find the, out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. We will find out when they give it to us. I will say though, Rostin's a little slow, man, because I saw uh, he he broke news today that the Emerald Coast Classic is canceled. Did we mm-hmm. not talk about that last show? Yeah, we closed it last week. Yeah, yeah we closed it. We already shut it down, John. Get with the. I mean, like, yeah, Jesus. Listen to the show, John. You, it, it turns out that anyone named John does not listen to the show. We got John Diebler, John Rossi. If you're named John, it turns out nobody listens to the show. We're using illegal streams in China. That's it. We are the NBA of podcasts. Yes. We are huge on Tencent. Everyone loves us on Tencent. <laughs> TikTok, TikTok getting banned is going to be devastating for us. They just like. Uh, <laughs> there are a lot of people that pass around our clips on TikTok. Mm, apparently, is what mm, I heard. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's really good. It's really big for us. We love those impressions. <laughs> Everyone loves those impressions. Uh, uh, yeah, but that's big news. We're gonna do yeah, that this we'll week. Yeah, we do. So. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, overseas being big overseas, <laughs> I want to pour one out. My final shout out is uh, for Gunner Gunner Soros. I don't know if you saw this date. Mm. The Arsenal mascot Gunner Soros was axed. Was sacked. I'm sorry. He was sacked. That's the word you got to use uh, when you're talking about English football. Mm. Gunnar Soros was sacked as a cost-saving measure during the pandemic. So Arsenal looked at their books. They said, we are like tens of millions of dollars over budget. We're not bringing any money any because money, we're not having any fans at these games. Where can we save money? And someone raised their hand and they said, why don't we get rid of the mascot? We're paying that guy like what, like mm. 40 grand a year? Yeah. <laughs> Let's cut that guy. And then yeah. they cut that guy and they all high-fived and they said, we did it. <laughs> so Champions. Uh, I found I found that hilarious that the uh, the mascot was on the chopping block and the guy has, been doing it, the guy the guy that they fired had been doing it for like twenty seven years too, and uh, the whole thing is just funny and the fact that like no one even knew that they had a mascot so it kind of justifies it in yeah. a weird way but at the same time like everyone this is this is the surper overseas yeah right the reaction <laughs> is like I just found out that this mascot exists and now I am. In love with it. The outrage that you're firing <laughs> this guy, even though I just found out about this five minutes ago. I love that. I, I, you're speaking of finding out things. I'm watching uh, the Liverpool game this weekend, and Aston Villa is just putting it work to him, and they cut to the bench, and they're like, and of course, manager Dean Smith over here. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, wait, what? Wait, what? The, the manager of Aston Villa's name is Dean Smith, and he was Does holding he up four the, corners. Yeah, he, was turning, <laughs> he was holding up the four. I'm like, what is the four for Dean Smith on Aston Villa? So, I mean, shout out to overseas. If, if we have to pivot ever because college basketball is dead, we're going overseas. Yeah, what is the pivot? What, I think it has to be. We're, to going, be a- we're going to Real Madrid, and we're going to do a 30 for 30 on Luca as a 13-year-old, and we're going we're gonna to make our right, and then we're going to transition to like a Spain. What if we did – here's an idea. I have an idea. What if we did a pivot to – what if we called our podcast overseas, and <laughs> we, we stay in America, but we just cover mm-hmm. all the sports happening overseas, and we do like a Formula One thing and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. – 
uh, soccer and mm-hmm. what other Everything. sports are there yeah. in the world? <laughs> yeah, all those. All the rugby. We do all of them. We do we rugby. Marc Gasol playing in the Spanish league. Yeah, I'm in. Trey Tompkins yeah. on Real Madrid. Yeah. Anthony Randolph on Real Madrid. Yeah, and then I we, remember- call, <laughs> we call Diebler every so often and ask him how it's going and whatever bumfuck country he's playing in now because he's washed up and no one wants him anymore. Yeah. James Michael is in Shibuya, so we can always call him and see what's Shibuya. going on in Japan. Yeah. What is he, Kenny Powers? Yes. I'm going to Shabooms. <laughs> yeah. Get paid. Two time NBA Michael. champion. Love it. I'm going to Shibuya. That's what it is. God damn it. We got to end the show. Uh, leave your five star reviews. Ask Please. Me questions in the, uh, when you leave a review or whatever else. Um, we're going to do five star Friday on Friday again. So uh, if, you've been, if you've been tuning in, um, yeah, be sure to do that. We'll get to yours. We'll get to some of the ones we didn't last week, too. Uh, we'll sit through them all and, and address some of that. We're going to do that again on Friday, though. So uh, help us out there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys Friday.